Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. Having those guaranteed rarities, it's really nice to have that in there. And with the epics going for the prices that they're going for right now, it's playing out that these packs were a really good buy regardless of what you choose to do with it. What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Every week, we sit down and take a look at what's going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of what you need to be paying attention to. While David and I each have collections of our own, this is not financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just having a good time. David, it's Hall of Fame Pack Week. It's week three of Titan Burn. Everything's going on here. Are you having a good time? I'm having a great day. This is uh, a lot of things going great today, and it's it's just refreshing compared to some of the events of the past few months. It's just nice to see everything everything click and everything work and firing on all cylinders right now. 100%. It feels like Candy is making good move after good move over these last couple months. There is a lot of positive sentiment in the community. Titans have been a ton of fun. We've been seeing everything mint out every Monday, and now we get this incredible new pack drop with a totally different style of anything we've seen so far. Just a complete change up. So it's been a lot of different things to get excited about, and it's been a lot to pay attention to. So it's been overwhelming at times, but it gives us a lot to talk about and, and we've been enjoying that. So we are, we're gonna get into all of that. We're going to, to talk about some of the big sales and current events like we usually do, but then also touch on Titans and then have a extended conversation about all the Hall of Fame action today. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's start, start on Twitter like we always do. And uh, we gotta start with a shout out to Yowzers. Yowzers is a, a huge member of the community, always talking in Discord, always has some, some good contributions to the conversation, but he's also an enormous collector. And he put together all 81 of the 2021 All-Star set in Rare. So this is an extremely, extremely impressive collection to put together. Somebody that is taking advantage of, of the dip that we've seen and the lack of attention on the 2021 stuff. So just wanted to say congratulations on this. Very, very cool to put that together. And I've been a huge fan of the, of the blue rare cards all along. So very cool collection to have. And then that wasn't his only move this week because he also decided to sweep the floor of these epic Aaron Judges. And we, we saw this this week. I tweeted it out. But this was the remaining four on the floor of a similar price before it quickly shot up to, to a much higher floor. And I don't have to explain this move. Anybody that's paying attention to baseball this year, it's, uh, it's pretty cut and dry. Aaron Judge is a savage. He's on a Barry Bonds pace of hitting home runs right now. It's going to be really special to see where, where his season ends up. And that's coming from a Red Sox fan. So I'm enjoying watching it as much as it stings, you know, but a uh, very cool move to, to pick up a substantial su substantial stack of, of these cards because it's about as elite as it gets when it comes to, to Aaron Judge or, or any of these cards for that matter. So congratulations on a big week to Yowzers. 
We also saw a big sale of a 2021 All-Star Chaser. This was the Perfect Chaser, serial 97 out of 97, went for 2,500, which was nearly a 3X on the, the current floor that's sitting around 1,000. Not sure exactly what it is right this second, but it was 900 at the time of the sale. So that was pretty cool to see. As we've talked about, it's nice to see these, these big, big ticket items going for big dollar amounts. It shows that there are still people that are very interested in getting involved with candy in a big way, in addition to all the smaller transactions that we're seeing in the current environment with the 2022 cards. So uh, we also had our second week of Titans airdropped last Friday, as well as the third week of Titans that got burned this Monday. So last Friday, Buxton, Turner, Mancini, Miggy, and Mondesi all got airdropped. They were week two. Of that batch, the Trey Turner 1 of 100 sold for $480. This was a 4.2X on the floor of 114 at the time. I think that those are still sitting around a $100 floor. So that was cool to see. He was uh, he was arguably the biggest name. I mean, that was, that was a pretty stacked one. Buxton, Miggy, mm -hmm. and Turner. That was There was a lot of action there. There was a lot of action this week too. So like I said, the, the first three weeks of Titans have minted out in full. So that's five guys times three weeks, 15 guys times 100 each. So we've got 1,500 Titans now all minting out. And none of them have taken more than, I think, 45 minutes at this point. Is that right? I, I don't. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't, I don't exactly yeah. remember, but it's they've all been pretty quick. Pretty Even quick, the yeah. ones that don't go immediately, there's the supply that's there for people to buy into it and, and just kind of chase those final 20, 30 minutes as things wind down. Yeah. So this week we had, this week was unique. So we had our first dip into a lineup that was not lineup one or two with Cody Bellinger. So that was interesting. Uh, to, to see the, the prices on that. Bellinger is not one of the top players in the MLB like he once was, but his prices are much higher and it's just a matter of the supply. We've talked about it a lot. So that's that's playing out. We, it was cool to see some detail on that. Bogarts minted out in about 12 minutes, I think it was. So he went super fast. That's a product of being in one of those fully distributed lineups plus a Red Sox player. So that happened. Uh, Musgrove minted out. Who were who were the last two? Who am I forgetting here? Left us. Dejong. Dejong. Right yeah. In the picture. Who and has become that. a bit of a, a a meme? Yeah, right. It's staring me in the face. And then that leaves us with one, and I'm forgetting it. And I see you're looking for it, and I'm stalling. It was uh, Goldschmidt. There Paul we Goldschmidt. go, Goldschmidt. So that was another stacked week of Titans for mm -hmm. a variety variety of reasons. It will be cool to see if they decide to test the waters with guys from lineups four, five, and six, which are even further diminished supply compared to lineup three. Lineup three is 50% supply. The rest of the way, it was 25. So yeah, it's I like that Candy is testing out the different lineups. They're still leaning heavily into one and two, which we would have expected. Uh, but the fact that they're getting an idea of what happens when they go a little further out into that extension, I think is a good play. So that was... Uh, that was cool to see as well. You got anything else on Titans there? I, I did like, you mentioned already, but I liked how the lineup three player, Cody Bellinger, played out. His epic at the start of the day was $50. It was the very first one that went as soon as he was announced as one of the players from that from week three. And by the time he was winding down, because, you know, 
resources started to run thin on him. And so as they were running out of, you know, Titan Mints, he was down to 20 left, 15 left, 10 left. That epic price shot up to about 150 was one of the, the sales on his epics. So it, it, it saw a brief 3x. And it has since come back down to earth, you know, as you would expect once the, the Titan burning is done. But if that's the kind of activity we can expect on lineup three, where the supply is there but limited, uh, you could see uh, some pretty significant rubber banding on those rares, those epics for those lineup three players day of, where it you know heavily goes up and then comes back down. Um, and it might just be a small taste of what we see on lineup four, five, and six, where there's half the supply, where, where they're just, you know, there just isn't enough, period. And as you get towards 50, 60, 70 Titans, there might be some supply left, but at prices nobody's willing to pay. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that is the the potential outer limit there. And I thought that, I thought we were seeing that with Bellinger. And mm-hmm. I made the mistake of, of selling my Epic Bellinger because I wasn't doing a Titan. And I, I sold him around what the rest of them were selling for at 60. I didn't think that other people we're going to come in and buy it for a hundred plus. It seemed like we had reached that kind of sweet spot where there wasn't enough interest in the player and the epics were expensive enough that it wasn't going to happen. But sure enough, there were three hundred dollar sales. And like you said, there it maxed out at one hundred fifty and then it stopped there. So it's not like it would have been easy to sell at that price point. There were only a few small sales, but it was uh again, it's worth taking a look at and understanding what the different lineup cards are doing and and how that that timeline looks. But it's very hard to predict and it's gonna change every week. There's all different reasons. These Titans were gaining early access into the Hall of Fame packs these first three weeks. That will no longer be a draw going forward. So there's always gonna be different factors. No two weeks are gonna be the same, uh, but it's it's good to, to learn from what we have at our disposal and then move forward with that information, so. And one of the conflicting factors that I thought might have been the reason why um, it took a while for his sales to go up is because the Hall of Fame drop was the next day. I thought there might have been a lot of people just kind of holding under their balance, waiting to, you know, to make a play on Tuesday, that there was less willingness to pay a premium for a Titan on Monday. And so that's something that we won't see moving forward. So that might kind of counteract that loss of early access. Yeah. So we will we will touch more heavily on Titans again next week, uh, mm-hmm. but that's probably all we're going to touch on it for this episode, and we're going to lean more heavily into the Hall of Fame stuff just because it's so new and it was it was all day today. So, uh, but lots to be excited about with Titans. Going to continue working on those. I'm excited to get my my Musgrove and my Bogarts on Friday. So the uh, there there were also a few items of just some current events updates that are worth being aware of. And we're gonna touch on these real quick before jumping into the Hall of Fame. So the first one is that Candy's starting to lean into play of the day a little bit more. And I think that there are a lot of us that are excited about that because the play of the day is kind of showing that it's that it's right there with the icons in terms of being a, a flagship product for for candy. There's a ton of interest in it. There are a lot of people that are working on full sets. And in addition to the all-star chaser that we saw last month, where if you collected all of the play of the days in the month of July of players that were all-stars, now in August, 
they're doing a play of the day challenge as well. This one is going to have a chaser that is voted on, and that's a unique system that we haven't seen yet. So as people know uh, who watch baseball, every month there is a, a player of the month for the AL and the NL, and there's a rookie of the month for the AL and the NL. So that's four, four total players. And so anybody that collects, well, let's see, what is it, 10? Yeah, 10 play of the days. If you collect 10 play of the days from August, you will be included in the the vote as well as the the people that will be receiving the chaser and you'll be able to to vote between those four players and determine what that what that chaser collectible is going to be so a lot of collector interaction and also not a horrible barrier to entry 10 play of the days out of 30 pretty reasonable and i think that this is just again we have talked at length nonstop for months now that the benefit of digital collectibles is that there's this ability to gamify everything. It's so easy to add these different layers of fun to it and give people something to pay attention to, to collect and to work towards. And when you do that, you get everybody further invested. So I love this. I'm not as big in a play of the, play of the days as you are. I certainly collect them, the ones that I like in particular, I've been I've been buying those still, but I love this. I think that this is a great move. What are your What are your thoughts on it? No, I, I agree. Uh, and personally, I hope that if possible, they could go back and, and reward some of us who are holding from April, May, and June. But uh, but I'm happy with the direction they're taking it. I'm glad that it's just part of the conversation that they're doing something with the play of the days each month, and you know the, the voting on the four different possible players that will help people be more satisfied with the reward that we're getting instead of just being up to the whims of someone else to decide we have some say in that. And I, I'm going to be interested because the reward for July is going out uh, well tomorrow for us or today when this episode's being released. I'm going to be interested to see just how many people qualified for that July reward and what kind of numbers that's doing, you know, because it's, it's going to be limited um, whether there's 50 or, or less possibly It'll be interesting to see just how many people got that all-star play of the day and, and what what they look like on the marketplace. Because if they do well enough, that could drive more people to participate in the August event. Definitely. Yeah, it's always interesting to see what the mint counts are on, on the different chasers. And I, I would imagine that given the testing of the waters that's happening here with the all-star chaser as well as the August chaser, that it would be hard to believe that we don't see a full set chaser that is quickly becoming a regular thing for candy. And I think that we'll continue to see more and more gamification of the play of the days as well. So love this, love seeing more of this across all different product lines. In addition to the play of the day announcement, we also had a huge announcement on pending candy balance dropping from what was five days to now three days. So we started at seven, we went down to five a couple months ago, and now we are down to three days. So that means that when you have a sale on the Candy website, those funds go into your pending for just 72 hours at this point. And then you get to turn it around and use it in the Candy Marketplace or withdraw it to your bank account, whatever you choose to do. So this is really big for a lot of reasons. and. The biggest one is just the health of the marketplace. There are a lot of problems that, that get created with you know, 
having people be incentivized to sell things for candy balance, knowing that they have to do it in advance to plan out ahead. It just was creating artificial sales that were just being done to to have candy balance. And with a lot of the, the moves that we've been seeing over the last couple of months, candy's been mitigating that that problem because they've listened to community feedback. It wasn't necessarily, it was kind of a blind spot. I don't think that they saw that being an issue, but it became an issue and this is a beta. We've said it before. So they're listening, they're adapting. And so getting this down to three days, you know, I'm sure that we would love to see it at 24, 48 hours. They're, you know, in theory, there needs to be some hold here because they need to verify the legitimacy of these transactions. And this is a very new space. So I think that there's always going to be some level of hold, at least for a long time. But to have this down to three days is a huge step in the right direction. It's a material improvement. And it means that you get your money from your sales relatively quickly. So pretty much pretty much sums that up. Uh, and then I'm going to throw it over to you on these next two. So we've got a update here on candy racing and the cinemagraphs. These are just, uh, these are for Richard Petty, you know, one of the all time greats in stock car racing. And so it, it's just three kind of clips about his life doing one a week for three different weeks. And there's going to be some type of chaser for anyone who collects all three. And so if that's something you're, you're following, you just want to check out the racing side of the candy site and, and pick one up if you haven't yet you know both week one and week two are sitting pretty close to that um that original price of 43 dollars. so you're not paying a too high of a premium to get in on it late and then next week it's going to be week three so just round out the set and collect the chaser if that's if that's in your wheelhouse if that's interesting to you cool and then we also have some news on the stranger things uh, set. Right. And so uh, there were two different challenges for the Stranger Things set. There was the Crush Vecna challenge pictured here. And that's just all you needed was five characters, you know, one particular character and then just four of any others. And that would result in you getting one of the uh, Vecna chasers. And so those got distributed today on Tuesday, August 2nd. And so people have been waiting a while to get those. And those are very high quality. Candy was given the actual model used in the creation of the show to to make this nft with and so this is like the legitimate vecna model that was used to create these nfts and then they're also sending out uh, for anyone who completed the full set the 17 of 17 they're sending out the hellfire club t-shirts um, to those who qualified for that and then 30 of the people who completed the 17 of 17 um, they raffled off some posters signed by one of the artists who created the poster. And so those are going out to the winners of those raffles. And so, you know, the Stranger Thing NFT, they've been kind of building those up for a while. And we're just now seeing those rewards pay off. And so the community is pretty happy with that, but also pretty eager to now know what's going to come next. And so we'll have to see what else they're going to do in the future with Stranger Things or potentially other Netflix properties. All right. So with that, it's time to talk about Hall of Fame. I've got my Griffey hat on, or my Seattle hat anyway. I've got my David Ortiz Hall of Fame shirt on. I've been looking forward to this. So let's, uh, let's start with just a little bit of housekeeping here, and then we're going to jump into a bunch of different angles. So 
before jumping into this fully, it's worth knowing that with this Hall of Fame set, there, this is the first set where we know the chaser going into it. So there are 30 icons from this set. And as is typical, you can collect any rarity, doesn't matter, core through epic, core through legendary. And then you're also gonna need to pick up one of the Cal Ripken Jr. icons, uh, which are going to be its own drop in, I believe, the last week of August. It's August 23rd or something of that nature. So mm -hmm. the combination of those 31 cards are going to net you a horizontal Ken Griffey Jr. Chaser reward. What horizontal means, I have no idea. All of these cards are horizontal. I don't fully understand that, but it's going to be a Ken Griffey Jr. Chaser. He is the headliner of this set. And so anybody that collects those 31 legends uh, by that deadline are going to to get that chaser. So pretty cool to see a chaser going into the, the pack drop. I, I think, though, uh, to interrupt real quick, yeah, I think horizontal means it's going to be like the Otani and the uh, the J-Rod chaser. Gotcha. Right, okay, so as opposed to, like, the, yeah. the card being yes. more, okay, up and down. Okay, fair enough. So that, I think that's just the variant that you sometimes see with special baseball cards. And so it's just going to be along those lines. And until You're they, right, you're right. Like, there's like, a lot of inserts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Until they called this out as a horizontal chaser, I didn't recognize that that's what they were going for with the Otani and J-Rod chaser. Because of the way they look, they're so metallic. They've got this more kind of tactile feel to them. I didn't really see them as cards in that same way, but I think that's that's what they were going for. Okay, that makes sense. I feel dumb, but that's definitely the explanation. That's uh, The horizontal inserts are definitely a part of baseball card culture, so that's cool. Okay, so that's the that's the reward. Like I said, first time we've known what the reward is going into a pack drop, which is super cool, and I think a good idea just to have people know what they're getting into. I think people appreciate that, and it gives you a little bit more of an idea of, of what your objectives should be for your personal collection tactics. So that is worth knowing. And then the other thing worth knowing is that you and I have had a lot of discussion about early access and how it's been designed by Candy through the pack drops that we've seen since April. And for a little while there, we were pretty unsatisfied with it. It felt just completely discombobulated. There was no rhyme or reason to it. Early access was not selling out, which is the worst thing that could happen. If early access isn't selling out, then it's just access at that point. So we finally got something here that looks really good and it functioned really well today. Early access sold out in 20 minutes. So what we had here was two different tiers. I'll pull this up a little bit bigger here. But basically the 10 icon packs, which were $250 and the four icon packs, which were $99 were two different categories for early access. And the, besides the Olding a Titan, which was going to get you into either one of them, the lists of what you needed to have to get into that early access were different. And the 10, 10 icon packs, which we found out after the early access snapshot was taken, which was also a smart move by Candy, I think, uh, those were a much higher barrier to entry. So as you can see, the Lou Gehrig busts, the Jackie Robinson busts, the Stadium Chaser, the uh, 2021 Chasers, the one of one World Series ring and the, or sorry, both of the one of one World Series rings and uh, that's it. So all really premium products and all 
pretty high barrier to entry. That being said, Titan was still very doable. Anybody that decided to get involved with Titans, that was the lowest barrier to entry and they were rewarded for being involved in the ecosystem right now. So if you were planning ahead, you could have gotten a Mondesi Titan for 20 bucks. You could have gotten a Mancini Titan for 20 bucks. Like these things were available. So there was still that achievable access point. But if you weren't actively involved in the current events of candy right now, you needed to have a pretty substantial collectible to get into that, that more desirable 10 pack early access. And not only that, but they heavily favored early access in terms of the quantity of packs on those 10 icon packs. So 1.2 thousand out of 1.5 thousand of those packs were in early access. So only 300 packs remained in the, in the general access point. And then the $99 packs, those only 1,000 were held back for early access, leaving 80% of that supply for general. And then early access for the four icon packs included the Titan again, or if you bought 30 plus of the 2022 leadoff series packs, or if you were somebody that actually redeemed a Hall of Fame ticket, not, not a secondary purchase. So the 30 plus packs, I think there were a lot of people that did that. And obviously having the, the Titan also pretty doable. So those four icon packs were a little bit easier to get into. But again, the, the lowest barrier to entry really was the Titan and that was achievable for anybody. So they had that piece there if you were paying attention, but through and through it was a higher barrier to entry and they really rewarded early access. And it, and it worked, it sold out very quickly. I think it took about 20 minutes for early access to sell out. People were looping through. You were able to get multiples if you wanted. Lots of people got multiple packs of, of both kinds. And, and I think it worked. I think that it was much, much closer to a lot of the conversation and you know brainstorming that you and I have had over the, the past few months. I don't know if there's anything that, that you want to add to that or did I pretty much summarize what we've both been thinking? Yeah, you hit most of it. You could argue that maybe Titans were too easy at you know at twenty dollars if you prepared or even fifty or sixty dollars if you just bought a titan after the fact uh, for some of the cheaper ones but i think that's fine there's just there weren't a ton of titans you know even if they were all owned by different people that's a maximum of 1500 different accounts and, and we know that many people have multiples and, and so it, it kind of spreads things pretty thin and i like the fact that they had other options so in my case, none of the players I was passionate about have been selected for a Titan yet. And so the fact that I qualified through some of my previous activity, you know, that that made it better for me. The fact that, you know, it, it's not my fault that I don't have a Titan yet. I'm going to have Titans. I just, you know, can't mint one if they're not picking the players that I have stacks of. Yeah. Um, but they have other options, other avenues. And so for anyone who is either currently clued in and has one of the, the first few week Titans or anyone who, you know, did a lot before we were both covered. Yeah, I agree. It was, it, you know, it's, it was very achievable, <coughs> excuse me. But I think that, I think that it, while it may have slightly watered down early access for hall of fame, it also significantly helped Titans. And so mm -hmm. when you've got this new activity coming out with Titan burning for the first three weeks, 
you have something that points extra attention to it, rewards people being active in it, it helps the floor prices, it helps things minting out. And so I think that what you lose maybe in having a slightly lower barrier to entry in early access, you gain with the health that you're adding to the whole Titan experience. So what we see next week with that that early access being removed, it'll be interesting to see. It's something worth noting. It's something worth paying attention to. So I'm cool with it. It's, you know, it's so close to, to what you and I talked about for a long time that mm. I'm not going to split hairs on this. I was, I was happy with this. So, yeah. And it's helpful as well to have just a slightly larger early access base to encourage selling out during early access. Uh, because if you had the absolute most restrictive qualifications, then there's only going to be 10 people who qualify for early access. You're only going to be able to sell 20 packs to them if you wanted to sell out. Mm -hmm. And it's just not going to be a very interactive or engaging experience. Yeah. And so I think they definitely hit a good middle ground here between having you know enough people qualified for early access without qualifying literally everybody and just being access at that point. Yeah, you definitely don't want to fall short of enough people there to... Uh to sell early access out. So it's a delicate mm -hmm. balance, one that we don't understand the numbers fully, but it seemed in, in practice today as we went through early access ourselves and watched it sell out, it felt like it worked the way that it should have. We both got what we wanted in terms of product and we both saw it sell out, which, which you want to see as well. You wanna see that demand there. So let's start by taking a look at, at the two different packs here. So. As stated, we have these 10 icon packs, which started as a $250 purchase. Those have sold out. Actually here, let me just jump to the home homepage here. So as you can see, these were the two options. The 10 icon packs, which were $250 have since sold out. The $99 variety, which have four icons in them are very close to selling out. We're a few hundred packs away. I want to say it's like six or five or six hundred packs away from the 5200 selling out. Uh, those were the the difference here. Sorry, were you going to add something about the the quantity before I move uh, forward? Yeah, just a quick update. Yeah. They're, they're saying right now because we've been keeping an eye on it all day. There, there's just over 200 packs left. Awesome for the pack. Awesome, that's great. So that will probably sell out by the end of the night at that rate. Uh, and this is Tuesday night still, so this is launch day. And so the, the key here, and I probably should have pulled this up as a graphic, I wasn't thinking, but the key between these two packs is that they had very, very different odds. The different odds were basically that you were guaranteed three rare plus, all but guaranteed three rare plus in the $250 packs, which means that you were likely to get two rares and one epic, but if you didn't get the epic, you were very likely to get those three rares. So I think 90% of packs we're gonna have that at least three rares in them. About 75 packs, 75% of packs we're gonna, or no, I'm getting that number wrong, but there, it was very, very heavily skewed towards getting rares and epics with five out of six packs getting an epic. The numbers on the $100 packs were not close to that. Far, far more skewed towards the cores and uncommons, but the caveat here was that the Ken Griffey Jr. insert, which there were only going to be 24 of those, you could only find those in the $100 packs. So that meant that while the $250 packs were going to have a better selection of the actual icons themselves, 
if you wanted to hunt that that insert you could only find it in the in the cheaper packs so that's where that's where the the information stood as we went into it as we said the the volume of early access was 80% distributed uh, in terms of the 10 icon packs whereas 80% was held back for general access on the four icon packs so 10 icons sold out very quickly and they are currently sitting at a floor of $420 here we've seen it fluctuate it's gone as low as 350 it's gone as high as 450 people will you know see a new price point that they see things selling at and come in and and do some undercutting we've seen over 200 secondary sales on these packs at this point so you can see here the last four as of almost 8 p.m. on Tuesday night 8 p.m. Eastern we've got 410 420 400 415 so there was a point a couple hours ago this this mistake four dollars I'm sorry to whoever did that I know that they were probably meaning to go 400 so tough mm -hmm. tough bid there but yeah we saw these creep up as high as 440 sales and right now they're sitting at 420 so these are in a really healthy place a lot of demand here there weren't that many of them only 1500 total so you and I are keeping a very very close eye on these and then other variety is the four packs and the four packs are sitting at what would be expected which is the the cost of buying them there's a couple silly ones here but basically super thick floor at at you know just the five percent difference above 100 and it's going to sit there until these sell out because it's uh you know that's the way it goes it's silly i don't know why you bought this and then listed it for what you bought it for i don't understand that never will but I think that once we see these last couple hundred sell out and we get to a point where they're not readily available to be purchased for that hundred dollars, then we'll start to see what, what this looks like. I, I don't know. I would predict given the fact that everybody's excited about this collection and we're seeing the 10 icon packs move that once the, the sellout happens with the hundred dollar packs directly from candy, that whatever people are still interested at that price point will come in and, and scoop up what's left of these $100 packs on the secondary. And from there, we will start to move up into what is a, a more premium price point. So as you can see, even just on page two here, by the bottom of page two, we've moved up into $140. So it's not a crazy floor there at that. It's just a handful of people that for whatever reason are impatiently listing for what they bought them for. And uh, this is going to be something that's just going to take a little bit longer to to see how it plays out because it hasn't hasn't sold out yet. So, any uh, any thoughts on your end on on these? Uh, well, and like you said, the the difference between the packs is heavily in their contents. You know, not just that the one pack has inserts and the other does not, but because there's such a disparity, because you're so much more likely to get rares and epics from the ten pack. I think that is partially what's holding this four pack back that there is a certain amount of interest in people collecting those Ken Griffey Jr. inserts. And, and I think in, until most of those inserts have been claimed, I think that interest will drive these sales because between it being the cheaper of the two, just, you know, it's just, it's just a gamble to, to try and to go for it and see if you can get one of those, those rare pulls. Um, but the reality is that at least at current prices, if you're not hitting 
something unusual, if you're not getting like a Griffey Uncommon or something like that, chances are you're, you're not quite making your money back when you rip into one of those packs. And so that's kind of slowed things down for now, but we will see that change. It's just going to take longer, whereas the 10 packs is just a more immediate win. Uh, if you manage to get the 10 packs, then you've already, you know, outperformed your purchase price by, by a good percentage. And if you decide to rip, and, and if you pit, picked it up at 250 then chances are you're walking away with an epic that might be worth 250 by itself. Mm-hmm. And so with just one card pulled that most of those packs have an epic, you know, just that one card can be enough to at least get you most of the way towards breaking even, you know, versus just picking things up separately on the marketplace. And so for people who want a rare card, you've got to go with the 10 pack for people who just want to put a set together. You can rip into the four packs and hope that you, you know, hope that you land one of those chasers while you're collecting, you know, piecemeal. And it's just something for different people. There's different approaches you can take. I like that there's a pro and a con here. I like that you have to evaluate and decide accordingly. But that on the surface, it might be confusing why one pack is doing so well and one is kind of struggling to get off the ground. But all the information is there when you look at it a bit more closely, a bit more analytically. And it's making perfect sense right now. And I think over the next few weeks after the four pack is sold out, um, things will, things will look different there too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I also think that, I think that one of the things that is going to help these hundred dollar packs is that there's going to be a little bit more willingness to rip and we're seeing people rip because they're, they are a little bit cheaper and we're we're seeing these Griffey inserts get pulled, and we're actually up to eleven pulled at this point. So let me pull this data up here. So this is the insert that we're talking about, and these are basically being treated like legendaries. So you've got twenty-seven legendary one of ones that are distributed amongst the the ten icon premium packs, and then the $99 packs only have three one of ones in them, but they have 24 of these Ken Griffey Jr. inserts to make up for it. And I think that most people would argue that this is the most desirable thing that you could possibly pull. It's certainly what I would want to pull, even not being a one of one. I don't know, you know, it's a product of the era that I grew up in. I love Ken Griffey Jr. He was just part of my love for baseball developing, but I think that it's this is the coolest thing that you could pull in here. And so the data is showing uh, that we've got six of these listed and we've got five unlisted. So 11 of the 24 have been pulled. And that just shows you that these $100 packs are getting ripped because that's not mm-hmm. happening without a whole lot of ripping going on. So we are just nine hours into this pack drop and we've got almost half of these pulled already. And again, I think that that's just going to help everything with the the $99 packs as they get sold out and as that floor raises up, people are going to still be interested in these. So we haven't seen any sales yet, but we do have decent amount of these listed, but nobody has, nobody has gone in and posted it for, for something ridiculous to, to get a quick, quick payday. Not, not to say, didn't mean to say that like there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that there's a whole lot of patience going on here with these listings so far. Big numbers getting listed, not numbers that I don't think you're going to see anybody 
quickly making a decision on this is a, a wait and see kind of a deal. We've seen legendaries get pulled today and those are being listed somewhere in the ballpark of 10,000. You know, the, this 21,000 just came in recently, but for most of today, we saw 40, 50,000 for these, mm. for these listings. So it'll be interesting to see as more, more get pulled and people decide to, to try and be the first one to sell one. But this is one of the, the more intriguing items to, to pay attention to. The one thing that we do need is, is we need information on how many packs have been opened of the four packs and of the 10 packs. And, and we can kind of take a guess based upon some other information, but if they could just have that on the packs for us to see, that would be helpful uh, because there should be a Griffey insert in every 218 packs or so. And, and so for 11 to have been ripped, um, that means we would expect there to have been about 2,400 of those four packs ripped. And if we're, you know, knowing that number, knowing how many have been ripped would be useful to know if we're pulling above average or below average on those inserts turning up. And so it's difficult to, to extrapolate where we're sitting with those, with those pack rips. But I'd like to know that for starters. The other thing that kind of occurs to me. Before you go to the next point, I just wanted to show that the workaround, I agree with you. I would love to get the pack data. I would love to know the, the rip percentage because then you can keep, keep track of what is in line with what. But if you mm -hmm. go and look at the data of, of a handful of cores, and there are flaws with this system because they're coming from two different types of packs with different odds, I get that. But we're at a decent enough sample size here where you can see that if you just click on the core of a guy, you can see the wrapped rate and I've been paying attention to this throughout the day. You know, I'll click on three different cores and see what what's still wrapped. And it seems to be in line with the legendary pulls and the, the Griffey insert pulls. It seems to be, which would be expected. Obviously, there's always potential for variance, but statistical law of averages over time, it's going to play mm -hmm. out that way. And it, it seems to be doing so thus far. So it seems like we're we're sitting in the in the vicinity of about half of these packs having been ripped already. Oh, uh, the point I did want to transition to from there is those Griffey prices of, of twenty thousand uh, dollars. I think one of the other reasons why we might not be seeing anyone kind of paying those price tags quite yet is because if there's a Griffey insert in every two hundred packs or so, uh, for twenty thousand dollars you could buy two hundred packs and, and just pull your own. Mm -hmm. And a whole or at lot least of other be, stuff. Yeah, or at least be likely to. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think before we see a Griffey insert sale, we're either going to see the pack prices go up, or we're going to see we're going to see some of those prices come down uh, to a price point that makes a little bit more sense. But it would be fantastic if we saw one of those Griffey inserts, particularly the number one or the number twenty-four, going for a premium price like that. Yes, agreed. And I just pulled up Serial Chaser to take a look at legendary rips, which it seems to be working. Uh, fully functional at this point. It seems to have backfilled the ones that it was missing earlier today. <clears throat> and Tom Seaver has, has just been pulled as of the last hour, as well as Robin Yount. I don't know how to say that one. I keep saying it wrong. I know I do. But basically at this point, we have seen Seaver, Yount, Brock, Aparicio, Necro, Larkin, Carter, Palmer, Stargill, and Kaline have all been pulled. What's that? 10, 11, 1, 2, 3. 10.
Well, this only shows the last 10, so if there was something before K-Line, then point. We're, we're missing it from this list. It's either 10 or 11, but I know that we've got these five listed. So as all we got listed so far is K-Line, Aparicio, Necro, Palmer, and Bruce Sutter. Suter. Actually, he's the one that wasn't on here. I didn't just say that. So that puts us at 11. So there's 11 inserts pulled and 11 one-of-ones pulled. So, and those have been doing that all day. They've stayed right in line. It's, it's been, I mean, I'm a, you and I are numbers, data, math nerds. I just love that. It's cool to see that played out over thousands of, of pack rips. So looks to be like we're sitting at 11 and 11, which makes sense. In addition to the inserts and the legendaries, which are obviously fun to talk about, we also have the regular cards. What? There's cards in there these cards. Packs? These cards are normal cards as well of these legends. As we said, there are 30 of them. We listed them off last week. You can go find the checklist in Discord to see everybody that's in here. But decided to pull the data on the top five epic floors. And this is as of a, about an hour or two ago. So it's very possible that these are different as of now because the marketplace is on fire right now. Lots of <laughs> Lots of cool activity happening. But... As of about 6 p.m. on Tuesday night of pack drop day, we're looking at a top five of Griffey, Seaver, The Big Hurt, George Brett, and Ozzy Smith. So those five are the top five prices in terms of epics. And then as you can see, you've got their rare through core prices on this graphic as well. Griffey is head and shoulders above everybody else sitting at a floor of 1800, which was to be expected. But these other four, I was extremely interested to see how it was going to flush out because every name on here is a Hall of Famer. It's a legendary list. It's, this is not, you know, back-end no-name reliever that 90% of the community's never heard of before. Those guys aren't on here. So to me, this is a really interesting list, and I think it's a list that's going to change a lot. This This is the kind of thing where small sample size could be impacting it. Maybe there haven't been as many Seavers pulled yet. Don't know. We'll see what this data looks like next week and probably have a similar graphic. But we've got five guys here that are all sitting above $400 floors on their epics. And to your point, with the, the 10 icon packs where five out of six of those are going to receive an epic, it means that you actually have a pretty decent chance of at least coming close to break even on, on those pulls. And I think that we're seeing that play out. We're seeing that play out with the floor prices on the secondary. We're seeing it play out with people opening them. And we've seen people pulling cool stuff all day. You and I had the opportunity to to watch Jeff Rathgaber open some packs early today. Here we go. Come on, Jobu. Lay it on me. Okay. Pops. Okay. Underwear. He's number 22, though. That's his number. Jersey. Oh, let's nice. go. Uh, Jake opened a pack. Come on. All right. Okay. Oh, that's good. Nice. Four. Oh, he missed his jersey by one. We watched Devin open a pack. So we're seeing the fours and the tens get opened, and we're seeing that the tens are, it's a really cool experience. Those Having those guaranteed rarities, it's really nice to have that in there. And with the epics going for the prices that they're going for right now, it's playing out that these packs were a really good buy, regardless of what you choose to do with it. Mm-hmm. Wait, they're almost automatically a win at 250 and even at their core fo their floor price right now of 415 420 
like a good many of them are going to be profitable at that price too versus buying those same cards individually from the marketplace and and so you know at least personally that disparity in quality between the contents of these packs i think that's going to continue to drive the price on these 10 packs uh, it's quite a bit higher than where it's at right now you know it's been interesting to see the kind of tug of war between the the purchases and the new listings as you know the initial sales of those 10 packs was and it's just kind of been slowly making progress throughout the day. Every once in a while, a couple new listings will push it back down $10 or $15, but then that, you know, that buy pressure just comes right back and pushes it back up again. And when you compare a product like this with 10 Hall of Famers to a product like the 2021 All-Star Pack with three kind of varied players to me it seems like we're gonna see a, people start to contrast what's in these packs versus what's in packs that they're already willing to pay six or seven hundred dollars for and that is gonna kind of encourage people to to see the value in these 10 packs and and i think uh, we're in for a wild ride on, on these 10 pack prices over the next weeks months moving forward i agree with you and that is a a perfect explanation as to why neither of us have opened anything yet neither of us have sold anything yet and we're not going to open anything tonight because we're just observing this this is one of the most intriguing developments with candy that we've seen in the last eight months six seven months here since the the marketplace opened and it's the closest thing that we've seen to the 2021 stuff in terms of what the market reaction has been and you know the instant increase in pack floors which i think we're going to see on the hundred dollar packs as well but really the the premium product here is is clearly the the 10 icon packs Mm -hmm. you know we're seeing candy learn from everything that has happened over the last four months and and adapt we had this incredible success with 2021 product and from there we we saw a fumble with the 2022 leadoff series we did it's just it is what it is but the bottom line is that they've been been making adjustments since that fumble and one piece at a time has led up to this this moment where we have this pack drop that just has so many cool elements to it from announcing the chaser in advance to raising the bar of early access to tying early access into another active MLB event in Titan Burning, to having the two different tiers of packs and having those two different packs have different rare or different pull pull quantities and, and things of that nature, different odds in each pack. Like they've just taken all this different feedback from the community. They've observed their errors. They've observed the things that have gone right. And it seems like they put it all together and I know that this is super knee-jerk early reaction. We're only nine hours into this drop now, but it feels like some of those early days where there's a lot of excitement. The prices on these epics that are getting pulled are are high, and people are feeling like this is a good product to be holding. And I think that I know that had the leadoff series shifted a little bit closer towards what these guys... And I'm not saying that it needed to be as premium as... 30 cards or 80 cards or or whatever it might be 
there was always going to be a bigger player pool in that. But it just shows that when you get the quantities right and you play to your community and what your user base is and what your demand is, you create an environment that gets everybody excited. And when you have that, you have a community that's willing to go find a friend and get them involved. Because when we all watched the 2021 prices going down for several months in a row, which again, not all candy's fault, we're in a bear market, we went through a crash, not all their fault. But you're not in the mindset of, yeah, let me go get all my buddies and tell them to come spend hundreds of dollars on this, if not thousands of dollars on this at any given point. So now we're getting back into a, a place where it's exciting to be part of it. Things are, there's a whole lot of positive narrative around it. And that's a recipe for, for a growth of the user, user base. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see them implement a lot of new things that we weren't even thinking about. They made some improvements on things the community has been asking for, but they've also given us some things that we didn't even know we needed. So I'm excited about this drop. I'm enjoying observing it, even though I haven't ripped anything or bought anything for that matter. I'm just being super patient right now and watching this flush out because it's unlike any other drop we've had yet. And I like to educate myself before I make a move. Yeah, and that's something we definitely learned over the, you know, the early days of the 21 marketplace and then throughout the entirety of the lead offset marketplace is that sometimes it's better just to be a little patient. Um, I, I still, I'm a completionist at heart. I'm going to want to have that 30 of 30 set or 31 of 31 when we include that Cal Ripken rookie drop that's going to be needed for that chaser. And so I'm going to, I'm going to put that together at some point. I just don't know if day one of the set dropping is the correct point to put that together. And so it, it's definitely, you know, playing it a little slower this time around to make sure I'm making the correct decision with the assets I have available. Um, you know, I wasn't sitting on as much candy balance leading into this as I would have liked. And so that's kind of had put me in a position where I have to be careful. I have to, you know, be strategic. And that's that's where things are at right now. You know, that's going to give us the information we need to make some calculated plays. You know, if it, the right move is to rip packs, then that's what we'll do. If the right move is to sell a pack and use that to buy a set, then that's certainly an option that's being considered. One thing, though, before we get away from it, is you mentioned improvements, and I think we skipped this earlier. But starting on Monday, they had a random queue for the first time. And so to mint a Titan on the third week of Titans, they randomized people in order to, to uh, you know, decide who was first and who, you know, the order that people got to create those Titans. And they had that random queue on Tuesday as well with the general access drop of these packs. So the remaining 10 packs and the remaining four packs that were available uh, for general access, it was completely random who got them in what order. And, and so that's an improvement people have been asking for for months now. And I think it's only a matter of time before we see that same random queue get applied to nearly every drop that Candy does, including those daily play of the days. And so I wanted to give them credit before we forget that it's just, as you said, one other thing that in this one we knew we needed, uh, but we weren't sure how long it was going to take them to, to get that to us. And, and, you know, as of this week, random queues are live on on some candy drops mm -hmm. yeah yeah we, it seems that we're getting three announcements a week right now which is <laughs> is welcomed it's welcomed it's, it's exciting but it is a lot to pay attention to and that's what these weekly updates are all about that's what the the twitter page is all about so 
hope that that these videos continue to be useful and continue to be that accumulation of all that information into one spot uh, into a relatively digestible format. Uh, but I just wanted to quickly go back to the conversation around the Hall of Fame stuff and early purchasing. I just wanted to be clear that there are a lot of deals to be had too if you've got the skin for it. It's just mm -hmm. a risky maneuver. But there are epics that were bought today that are probably going to end up on the low end because these epics are only out of 50. And there were, mm -hmm. there were packs that were bought early on today, resale, 10 icon packs that were purchased for $300 and $350. And I don't think we ever see that floor again. So there are absolutely opportunities to be had. It's just that you are, it's a little bit more risk and a little bit less educated. That being said, if you have conviction about something and you feel that, you know, there's a whole lot of information available, whether it be what we've seen from prior pack drops or the numbers that we know that are going to be available in terms of supply, there's a lot to go off of and make educated plays. So it's not to say that that's uh, the wrong way to do it because there were, there were good deals to be had today if you, if you wanted to, to go roll those dice. But it's just not how you and I play it. It's just not our mm -hmm. style. Uh, but to each their own. There's a lot of different ways to do this. So uh, I've got nothing else. I think that's a, a pretty good summary of, of what we've got going on here. Like I said, we're going to talk more about Titans next week. We will certainly be talking more about the Hall of Fame set next week. But that pretty much uh, gives, a, gives you an idea of, of the things that you should be paying attention to with this Hall of Fame drop. Keep an eye on those inserts. Keep an eye on the, the pull rates. Keep an eye on what those $100 packs do in terms of the floor after the sellout happens and, and all the rip rates. So that'd be that. Yeah. Cool. Well, shout out to everybody that, that pulled a Griffey insert today. Shout out to everybody that pulled a 101. We saw some guys in the suite get some awesome pulls today. And uh, again, thank you to everybody from the, from the candy team that, that put out such a cool product today and, and a smooth drop. So my name is Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy Weekly Update, and we will see you in the next one.